You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Well, I'm going to take a couple weeks to actually um, unpack this, if you will, concerning uh, depression. Three things that I want us to kind of look at here, okay? First of all, how many of you have ever heard of depression? Okay. Um. First of all, there are levels of depression. I'll talk about this a little bit later. It's some, if, you, if you depress a button, what do you do? Come on. You push it down. Okay. You push it down. So one level of depression would be that you feel pressed down, pushed down. How many, come on. Get with me on this. How many of you ever felt that? Just kind of feel pressed down. And then you can go all the way to the other end of the spectrum, which is this, where you are shut down. And what we want to deal with is the entire spectrum of that. And you need to realize that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. And you must deal with this in those three levels, spirit, soul, and body. So I want to get into levels of depression. You say, why are we talking about this? We're, we're believers. I know that. I know that, but we're still on this planet and we're talking about real life. And it's no longer appropriate to just pretend you got it all together. Let's get equipped. I want us to be helped ultimately so that we can help somebody else. Okay. So we're going to talk about levels. We're going to talk about causes and we're going to talk about cures, okay? And it's more than just St. John's wort <laughs> supplements or something. Okay. Y'all here? All right. Let me first of all say this is a message for everyone. Everyone. Uh, David said in Psalm 42, verse 5, and we've got a lot of scripture tonight, but that keeps us in good ground here. David said, and I want you to look at this. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance or his presence and favor that he's looking upon me. So, first of all, he says, why so downcast? Why so downcast? That in the Hebrew actually means to sink down in a state of depression. So, to sink down into a state of depression. Then he said this, why are you disquieted? Why are you disquieted within me? The word disquieted means turmoil, commotion, and noise. So it's just this distortion and turmoil that kind of goes on the inside. Here's the thing I want you to notice about this. David is speaking to who? Himself. He's checking with himself. Okay. This is huge. Get this. He's saying, why are you downcast? Why, why are you feeling this way? Oh, my soul. He's checking with himself. Now, let me point this out. A lot of this happens within the soul. Okay. This happens within the soul. You have a spirit or excuse me. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Now the soul part of you, everybody say soul. The soul is your will, your intellect, your emotions, even your subconscious. Now this is not my full purpose of the message here tonight, but you'd better take care of your soul. 
You better take care of your soul. You cannot watch all the garbage that's out there. You can't listen to all the garbage that's out there. You can't look at all the garbage that's out there. You just can't hang out with everybody. You can't just go everywhere. everywhere. You have a soul that you have to take care of. Because if you, if you don't, you are shutting down your motor, folks. And so he's saying, why? And, and notice this. He's asking himself. He's, he's getting down into his will, his intellect, his emotions, where he thinks, where he feels, and where he decides. That's what goes on in your soul. Will, intellect, emotion. It's where you think. It's where you feel. It's where you decide. And this is where you get attacked. This is where you get hammered. This is where you get piled on at times in your soul. And what you've got to do is you've got to locate some things. And that's the first thing that we're doing here is we're locating this. But notice David is asking himself why he is feeling this way. He's checking on this because this is a huge point that I want to make. You are not just to cope You're not just to accept, you are to confront, you are to contend. Are you hearing me? You know, what if you're sitting at your house and all of a sudden just three weird people that smelt really bad just came in and sat on your couch? (laughs) Come on. What if they just came in and just kind of sat there and they're just weird as can be and it smells bad and everything else and you don't know them. Come on, I'm trying to paint a picture for you. Do you want me to draw it? No. I'm teasing. What if that happened? Would you just go, um, can I get y'all something? You can have my room. It's okay. I'll just come over here. Would you do that? You better not. You better not because they've got more weird, stinky friends, you know, that, that will come. What do you do? You confront that. You contend with it. What? Excuse me? What? What are you doing here? What? What are you doing here? You don't belong here. You, you leave. You, you don't, you leave. But I'm telling you too many people, this heaviness, this, this downcast, this disquieting comes to people and they just kind of, ah, oh, just must be Monday. Uh, and I'm telling you what, you got three weird, stinky people inside of you, you know, working against you. You have to confront it. You have to contend it. Listen, I am, and, and I don't mean this wrong at all. I am a happy person. I am a carefree person. I am a centered person. I'm very good at casting my cares. I've had some crazy stuff happen before and I'm able to, to cast my cares and not in a reckless fashion. And I, I get up early and I spend time with God and, and I've had this happen. I've had this happen recently where I get up early in the morning and I, I do that like clockwork every morning and I spend my time with the Lord. And then I look at the clock and I say, it's time to get the kids up and go feed the animals and that kind of stuff. And I'll get up and I'll go downstairs and I'll start to do this. And I'll just feel this. Uh, and I'm feeding the cat and Alicia's dog. I mean, our dog. And, and um, <laughs> let me just say one thing about our dog. Okay. He, he's all the dog he can be. Okay. <laughs> so I'll give him that. I'll give him that. 
I'm good to him. I really am. But you know, and I would just feel, I would just feel this. And you don't just carry that. I, I get on that. I start to do a little bit of inventory. I, what, what is this? What is this? You need to be as alarmed and shocked and put out with that as you would. What are you three stinky weirdos doing on my couch? Y'all here? And don't anybody write me. You shouldn't call people stinky weirdos. I'm making up a story. Okay. I felt you were talking about me. No, I'm not. But you need to confront that. You need to be as, as uncomfortable and unsettled with it. It's like, no. We don't, listen, as believers, we do not cope with things. We get delivered from things. We don't just accept things. We confront things. We contend with things. And this is the first edge of this battle. Because too many people, well, it's just, you know, I'm just kind of, well, no. You can't do that. And David confronted it. He said, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? And then he started to talk to himself. We'll talk about that in a moment. It can be healthy. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why have you sunk down into the state of depression? Oh, my soul. And why are you disquieted within me? And then he starts to direct himself. He's still talking to hope in God. The living Bible says this, expect God to act. Expect God to act. Everybody say that. Expect God to act. I'm telling you what, we've got to get ourselves stirred back up again and expect, you know, we've been so, uh, the depression, ah, fitting name, isn't it? Recession, all that coming, you know, it, it's kind of taking the wheels off of some people's faith and courage and you need to get them back on. Amen. 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 Expect God to act. You need to know that everyone, everyone deals with depression on some level from time to time. Everyone. Everyone deals with this on some level from time to time. And if you're here and you would deny that, I would, I would really take exception with you. I want to know what your secret is. I really do. And but the thing is, we contend with this. We deal with this. I do not want anyone to feel condemned. I'll declare it again. This is not a house of condemnation. This is a house of grace and peace and truth and love. And so this is to help us. So if you've been dealing with depression, you don't need to hide. You don't need to feel like, um, you know, you're condemned somehow or you should be embarrassed of that. No, let's, let's fix it. Let's fix it. And if you deal with it from time to time, whatever level that you do, I just was up front with you. Sometimes I deal with, you know, sometimes on a Monday, sometimes on a Monday after an incredible weekend, I'm like, and you say, well, it's Monday. Hush. It's nothing to do with what day of the week is. It has to do with, I've just come off of something really, really good. And you have to be aware I'm spent. I'm a little bit spent emotionally and spiritually and physically and, and, and that can affect you. And you've got to be aware of what's going on. I wish we had meters <laughs> and gauges and alarms. <laughs> Maybe we'd pay better attention. All right, let's talk about it just a little bit. When you're feeling this, your heart feels heavy. A sustained sadness. It does affect your spirit, your soul, and your body. 
It generates a sense of hopelessness or that nothing is good or that nothing matters or everything's wrong or you feel like overwhelmed or you feel like the walls are closing in. And let me just remind you, because I see some of you writing and typing feverishly and so forth. Uh, we put out study notes for all of our messages. A lot of this would be on there and all of this is archived and you need to know that because you need to go back to this and you also need to direct your pals to this as well. Levels. Let's talk about levels just for a moment. There are many different levels of depression, uh, severe uh, levels, levels of severity. Like I said, it could just press you down or it could shut you down. And then you have levels of duration. That, you know, sometimes it's just for a little bit till you can, you know, and I'm talking even minutes till you can kind of, whoa, no, no, uh, to some people decades. And we want God's people to be free. Amen. Causes. They're numerous. They're also fixable. They're natural causes. There are spiritual causes. There are emotional causes causes, uh, cures. And then we're going to get into some real detail here in a minute. Cures. Where do you think you should go first? God. Uh, I told somebody earlier, you're still under warranty. You need to go to the one who created you and redeemed you. You need to go to him first. You don't need to just go to the vitamin store. You don't just need to turn the music up louder. You don't need to, oh, I'll just uh, Facebook for a while. I'll be, re- I'll be better. No, that's like eating cheese puffs and orange cookies, you know, and I'll be better later. No, no, you, we've got to do something real here. And you need to, for everything in your life, God needs to be your source. I want you to go ahead and say this. God is my source. And that needs to be for everything. God is my source. For your finances, for your relationships, for wisdom, for, for whatever. God is my source. For business, for God is my source. God is my source. God is my source. And when you get that at the core of you, that you're locked on with that, I'll tell you what, your life will change dramatically. Now, God first as far as cures. And then there's multiple aspects that have to be considered and multiple aspects that have to be corrected. But make sure that you're going to God first. I want to get into some causes here. And then I'm going to um, explore about three or four things, some action points. And like I said, we're going to take a couple weeks on this. But I don't want to just tell you about depression and, and not tell you what to do. So we're going to start to give you some tools and weapons tonight. Is that all right? To, to get you rolling with this. So let's look at causes here just a little bit, okay? Now, let me mention that some of these you take care of. Some of these, you have to be the one who takes care of these things. Let me say that there are some instances where you are going to have to get somebody to help you. Sometimes you need medical help. Sometimes you need counseling, um, professional help. Sometimes people need that because of some of the causes. And don't be condemned about that. Just get it done. But seek God first. Okay. Now. Some of the causes, uh, my wife did a master class of teaching on this just a couple of weeks ago, grief and loss, grief and loss. That's on the archives too. You need to go back to that, but we've been dealing with this a little bit, 
you know, the, the passing of her, her dad back in March, that death, that grief, that loss that goes with it. You know what? We're not condemned that at times we feel very sad that somebody that was a part of our life for so long that we love so dearly, who is in a much, much better place, but he's not with us. So that's a sense of loss and that hurts. And maybe can identify with that. That hurts. And so sometimes that will make you feel this, this heaviness, you know, and you know what that is actually rooted in love. That kind of pain actually comes out of a love, uh, that, you know, you've lost the presence of someone for, for now. Another cause is body chemistry changes. Uh, hormonal imbalances uh, that affects your brain. Let me just give you a couple of things here. Puberty. How many of you know you can lose your brain during <laughs> puberty? Okay. How many of y'all remember puberty or something? Okay. Uh, postpartum. After, after someone has given birth, there's so much going on in a body, hormones and so forth. Uh, perimenopause, which is around menopause, all of that. There's horm- there's hormones, there's chemicals that are going off in our bodies and that, that can affect us. Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, next one, drugs, legal or illegal. You know, there's some Prescription med- medications that legitimately people are taking that one of the side effects. I mean, you know, some of these commercials for some of these prescriptions. Ask your doctor about this. I go, no. I'd rather keep the problem. Your ears will fall off. You'll have oily discharges from your feet. It's like, I don't think I want this. You know, and, and the whole thing, beautiful music and scenery and everything else, you know. And the whole time the guy's talking about, and you might feel this and this and this and blah, 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 you know, it just goes on. And, you know, there are side effects because a lot of this can be chemical. There's some side effects that, that go on from real deal. Your doctor said, please take it. And then people have the crazy reckless idea that then they can add other chemicals to their body and they, they think well because i can get a buzz or i can feel a bit better let me just tell you something mr high what goes up must come down and let me tell you this too you you will go down further than you went high so you gotta jack that up a little bit more over time. And after a while, you, you ruin yourself. Systems start to mess up. And it is not worth it. Well, why would you say that? Because there's people here. <laughs> Illness can cause this. Even the flu. Even just having the flu can, can cause some of this to come. Here's another one. Melancholy temperament. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. These are those of you that are orderly, gifted, and creative. But you're also moody and oversensitive. 
And a lot of orderly, gifted, creative people are moody, oversensitive, and prone to depression. Here's another one. Improper food. How many of you have ever eaten just really weird? How many of you remember the commercial? I can't believe I ate the whole thing, you know? You know, and sometimes... (laughs) Improper diet, food. Improper rest. And that can go two ways, okay? You're not getting enough rest. That can affect you. And then you turn into part of the mattress. (laughs) That can affect you, okay? And so both those. Also, exercise. And maybe you know that whatever you sow, you will. Did you know that you sow energy when you exercise? What will you reap? Energy. You're going to get it back. Well, say, well, I, I need energy. I better just sit and rest. No, you're helping, to, you're helping to shut it all down. If you need more energy, you need to sow some energy. Serious. You need more energy. You need to exercise. You need to walk. You need to find some stairs. You need to do something. Go chase a dog. Do, do something. Let a dog chase you. More motivation. Genetic issues. Repressed anger. It is said that depression is anger turned inward. Let's start to get some scripture now. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 through 32. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. This is instruction to Christians, to believers. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. As you're involved in those acts of grace, it's going to build you up. Verse 30 says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ also forgave you. Now, in the middle of that, we see, and don't grieve the Holy Spirit. That is in the context of how you treat other people. Has nothing to do with anything else. It has the total context of how you treat other people. And if you treat other people in such a way that it grieves the Holy Spirit, do not think that you're going to be bullion all day when you have ticked off the Holy One of God. So... Repressed anger. I'm mad at them and they did this. How long? When are you going to give somebody a break and back up a little bit and say, you know what? Let's try this again. Well, I've done that three times. How about 70 times seven? Well, they, I think they've done 490 times. The point is don't count. Shame on you if you've counted. You're up to 378. Just telling you. Repressed anger. Who are you hurting? You're hurting yourself. And you'll cause, you'll cause depression in yourself. Let's move on. Suppressed fear. Suppressed fear. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Internalizing stress. How many of you have had some stress? Yes. What do the rest of y'all do that have no stress? (laughs) Okay. Stress. And when you internalize that, 1 Peter 5, 7, casting 
One third of your care. Casting all, and this is something you've got to practice. Let me, let me just tell you something. Stop trying to do all of this. Stop trying to live the Christian life. Start training to live the Christian life. You know, if I said, I want you to learn the violin and French. You wouldn't just show up. All right, here we go. Bonjour. You, 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 whatever that would look like. What would you do? You start, you train for things like that. Instead, we got people that are getting knocked down all the time because they're just trying. Stop trying. Start training. Get real discipline in your life. Spiritual disciplines of God's word and being orderly about your, about your life and seeking God. And y'all, y'all hear? If there's one message I could get across to people is to be consistent. I got a little bracelet here. It says, uh, day by day, what you do day by day will take you to your future. What you do day by day will take you to your future. Say it with me. What you do day by day will take you to your future. You've got to get some consistency in your life. You've got to get some discipline, some things settled in your life. But internalizing stress, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. You can't just try to do that. You're going to have to train to do that. You're going to have to start to be very willful, deliberate, and monitor the process and realize, oh, I thought I cast it, but guess what? It stuck in my hand. All right, we're going to try this again. Lord, really, this time, here I go. And, and work through this and train and read and pray and God will help you. Amen. Because if you're carrying cares and stress, it's going to weigh you down. Now, let me, let me do two other, two other things tonight and then we'll get out of here. Isaiah 60 verse 1 in the Amplified Bible. It says, arise, watch this carefully here. Arise from the what? Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. What kept you there? Circumstances. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So just real quick here. Arise. Who? No, not Jesus. <laughs> he already did. <laughs> Who should rise? You. <laughs> you rise. You have to decide I'm going to. I'm coming up out of this. I'm coming up out of this. I'm coming up. I will arise. I will shine. Arise from the depression and prostration with prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Let's keep going. I'm either up or I'm what? One more time. I'm either up or I'm. You got to arise from this. And again, this is about confronting and contending with it. You don't allow this to get on you. Have you ever been doing something before, maybe dealing with bleach or some chemical or whatever, and it gets on you? 
What should you do? Get it off of you. You ever been walking along and a spider get on you? What do you do? No, you go, well, such is life. Hope he's not deadly. I don't care if he's deadly or friendly. He's gone, okay? Arise. You have to decide to arise. Second thing is this, and I'm going to wrap this up. Self-talk. How many of you do a lot of that anyway? How many of you have arguments? You ever tell yourself jokes? Okay. Self-talk. What did we start out with tonight? Who was David talking to? Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Talk to yourself. Now listen, this is not, you say, oh, pastor's over into psychology. I'm not sure I can spell psychology, okay? This is Bible. I said, this is Bible. This is so across the Bible, you wouldn't believe it. And maybe you've ever heard the word meditate. Do you know what it means in the Hebrew? To mutter to oneself. It's, it's to keep bringing it back up. Keep bringing it back up. Keep bringing it back up. Self-talk. You talk. The word of faith. The word of faith is in your mouth. It's not just in your heart. It's in your mouth. And there's something about when you engage your mouth, you engage your speech centers, which controls a huge part of your soul where you think and feel and decide how you talk. I'm telling you what, a lot of people, their circumstances, their demeanor, I could pretty much write down the way they talk. And we've got to be careful how we talk. I've been in some places before, a business before, and everything is, everything's bad. It's getting worse. No one will come in here. And I'm thinking, I'm about to stop. <laughs> you go a mile down the road or across the street, same kind of business. Tearing it up. I don't know what, completely what the difference is. And you say, well, are they in faith over there? I don't know. But I sure would change what I'm doing right here. Now, let me get back to my real point for this tonight, because that's just a huge thing. Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2. says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Who's he talking to? Himself. He's actually commanding himself. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Sometimes you got to keep at it and all and, and forget not all his benefits. You got to stir that part up. You got to self-talk sometimes. Uh, Psalm 116 verse seven, return to your rest. O oh my soul. Who's he talking to himself? Return to your rest. O oh my soul. Watch this for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Now, the other morning, I'm feeling this. What is this? Uh, you know, I just spent wonderful time with God. My family's all healthy. Good things are going on. God is blessing the church. Out on my cool slippers. What? 
And I just felt this. What is this? And I'm going around doing a few things. And I'm just feeling this. And you know what? I got rid of it. Because I don't allow it to stay. Hold that. Bookmark that right now. If you're walking along and you suddenly got a cramp in your leg. What would you do? I mean, wouldn't you stop? We're working this puppy out. Even if you're mid-conversation with somebody. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. No. We're saying, could you, could you just hold on for a minute here? And you're going to work this thing out. Y'all hear me? Stop continuing on into your day and with your stuff carrying this. Because I'm telling you what, the enemy is, if you let the enemy ride with you, before long he's going to want to drive. And you got to say, get out. You and your three stinking weirdos, get out of here. You hear me? And I just, I just said to who? To me. Return to your rest, O my soul. The Lord has dealt bountifully. He's been good to you. And I'm out there. In my robe and slippers with a cat and a dog. And the peace of God replaced whatever that was. And self-talk is a very important thing. And you need to say, you know what? I'm blessed and I'm well. And if it's all a mess, God is greater than this. And he is with me. And I'm never alone. And I'm never without help. His eye is on me. His spirit is in me. The everlasting arms are underneath me. He's surrounding me. He will help me. I belong to him. He belongs to me. My body's the very temple of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. This is not over. God will perfect that which concerns me. I mean, you need to talk it, talk it, talk it, talk it. Or you can say, I need Advil and St. John's wort. <laughs> and you know, if those help you, fine. We can talk about that later. But you know, let's first things first. I'd rather run to the living God than a bottle of something. If you're going to get up, you got to speak up. If you're going to get out, you got to speak out. And I believe personally, and, I, and maybe, and, and don't overdo this because then everybody's going to think you're weird. But it does me good to not just think it, to say it. Because then my speech centers actually get triggered. You have a spiritual mechanism in you, and I don't have time to go in through all of this. How did you get saved? You believed with your heart, you spoke with your mouth. You believed with your heart, you spoke with your mouth. You believed with your heart. You spoke with your mouth. There's a, there's a believing mechanism that you can drive in the right way or you can drive it in the wrong way. You can believe in your heart. Oh, this is just going to get worse and speak it with your mouth. And you know what? I tell you what, I'm surrounded by favor of God and God is with me and God will help me and God will prosper me and God will make a difference in this and God is helping me and he'll show me and he'll use me and he'll fix this and I'm okay so return to your rest the Lord has dealt bountifully with you amen 
I got to stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this tonight? Amen.